The Valley Virus Update with James Golding, keeping you informed throughout the crisis. Brought to you with the help of Binary Plus Training, where your first aid is our first priority. Find out more at www.binaryplustraining.co.uk. Good morning. It is Friday, the 3rd of April. You're listening to the Valley Virus Update with me, James Golding, here on 104.7 Rossendale Radio. As you know, we record this show the night before, so for us, it's Thursday the 2nd, but for you, it's Friday the 3rd. Uh, it's just about half past eight for us. Why are we recording at half past eight? Well, Ben and I, there we go, I've just given the game away as to who's joining me today. Ben and I had to make sure that we were outside at eight o'clock. So in our household, Ben, we've just been outside and clapped for not just the NHS, but all of the carers and key workers um, in our community. From where I was, there were pans being bashed down the street. There were fireworks. There were people hooting and hollering. What was it like over your side? It was lovely. It's very moving, you know, people hanging out their windows and standing on the front doorsteps, banging their kettles and their pans and things and cheering, clapping, fireworks, as you said. You know, we're over in Burnley, so plenty of noise going on. It was very lovely, very moving and uh, celebrating the work of all those, those key workers, the, the NHS, uh, social services, uh, wagon drivers, shop workers and things like that. I think those are some of the key workers that people forget is the really hard work these little local shops are putting in. Yeah. All those got sense, uh, making sure that their communities are supplied, you know. No, it's, it's wonderful. It's good that the this time it's reflected more than the NHS. because um, yes, the NHS are doing an absolutely phenomenal job and they're putting themselves at risk every single day they go to work. But then again, so are the people who work in Tesco's and so are the people that empty your bins. And I think yeah, it's those sort of people that we forget about. It is, it is. So, we should be kind uh, and, and, and remember them too. Yes. In the shop. You know, if you're, if you're in your corner shop, say thank you to the person down the counter. Definitely. So how's um, your second week in, in your house? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's lovely. Um, the, uh, the kids are exploring more and more of their artistic sides and uh, creating uh, beautiful sculptures and painting and having a go and they're continuing to do their kind of schoolwork and their uh, exercise routines and all these things. So it's, it's pretty lovely. And um, I'm getting to grips with Skype and Zoom and things like that. Um, it's a learning curve for all of us. Uh, but it's you know it's really nice to have a family time that we wouldn't normally have. Definitely, you know, tonight we sat down um, after tea and and played board games, which is something we, we very rarely do nowadays. Well, um, theoretically too busy with other things, but it's, it's lovely to, to to dedicate some time to do those things. No, it's there. There are definite bonuses to it. Um, myself and my little girl this afternoon. Um, she had a. A little bit of a, a thing from school was part of her schoolwork where she had to practice reading a play with somebody. So we dragged her in front of a green screen and she videoed the whole thing and then we did the editing and everything and she was talking to herself and everything and doing it all. She had to pretend to shrink down tiny and go and meet a woodlouse because they're doing about um, different environments and habitats in science. So Fantastic. she's had a ball because that's the sort of thing that 
she'd struggle to do at school because you can't get that one-to-one attention that's required for something like that. That's right. So it, it, it was good. And the teacher seems really pleased when we sent it to her. So. But it's, a, it's a gift, isn't it? It really is a gift to not just tell. No, it, it really is. For those who have people at home, it is definitely a gift. Um, my mind does often wander to um, the people in our society who don't have anybody at home and how they're coping with um, this. Um, ben, with your um, background in things like mental health and things, what sort of advice would you give to the person who's at home, on their own, listening to this, haven't spoken to anybody for a while, how, how can that person get through this process? Well, well the things that we discussed last time, about it, you know, about those, uh, those five ways to well-being and uh, to maintain connection and things, you know, about uh, writing an email to people and things like that, and staying in, in that way and you know, continuing learning and things like that. And um, I think a really big thing that helps if you if you, you are very, very isolated is to maintain a really good routine. Uh, and having that routine day in, day out does help to, to maintain our physical, mental, and emotional well-being. Um, as long as it's a healthy routine, that is. You know, I don't mean, well, it's up, we're up at nine and uh, we're going to open the first lager at ten. That's not a good routine. A good no. routine is... No having those regular meals, getting that regular exercise and planning yourself some activity to do throughout the day. Um, and just kind of applying yourself to, to, to maintaining that that healthy routine day in, day out. And it, it might feel a little boring, but actually the security of that routine is a good thing to have. That um, routine thing can apply to everyone though, can't it? It's like my little girl, when she gets up in the morning, we get up at the same time every day. She has to get dressed when she gets up. She has to go and brush her teeth and follow that same going to school routine. It's great, I don't have to make her a packed lunch, but that's about the only um, difference. The rest of that routine is followed. And whether you're seven or 70, that routine and that doing things that you would always do normally is going to be really, really beneficial to give you that kind of structure to focus your day on, isn't it? We're massively beneficial. And also maintaining that daily routine helps you maintain sleep hygiene. It really is important to, to kind of keep on top of that and go to bed at a sensible time, get up at a sensible time. You don't think to yourself, well, enough work today, I'm going to stay in bed till 11 every day because, you know, things aren't going to change and we aren't going to get back to work. And you're going to really, really struggle when that comes around, you know. Don't turn yourself into a night owl during this this, this period. Have a lie in occasionally like we normally would, but, but do adhere to your, your normal sleep-wake routines, maintain a healthy, uh, your healthy sleep hygiene and maintain those healthy patterns during the day. And uh, it will really give resilience to your uh, mental and emotional well-being. I do have to say on that note as well, if you're one of those people who's working from home at the moment, when it gets to whatever time work normally finishes, turn that work laptop off. Indeed. Just turn it off. And at weekend, don't turn it on at all. Leave it because you don't work weekends when you're in the office. So you don't work weekends at home. Leave it off and have that separation between work yourself and non-work yourself. Indeed, same thing goes for kind of lunch breaks and 
shopping for a brew in the morning, in the afternoon, whatever it is, just because you're at home, you don't have to be glued to your laptop. You know, lunchtime rolls around, get up, shut the laptop, put your work phone down, go to a different room, you know, walk away from it and, and really force yourself to do that. And don't be tempted to kind of look at your watch and say, right, it's uh, five o'clock, we'll just do that extra bit and spend another hour there. Like you said, if you knock off at five, that's what time you need to be closing down your machine, you know. Yeah. Unless you are some kind of um, emergency service and you have to really keep things going by putting in the extra half area in there, shut your laptop, switch your work phone off, step away, um, the world won't stop turning without you. Uh, but if, if you kind of work around the clock to do whatever it is you normally do, you're just going to make yourself unwell. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, there's, 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 there's a thousand ways to become unwell other than uh, COVID-19. And one of those ways would be to spend your time at home, glued to your work laptop, absolutely uh, cracking yourself to death and not sleeping, you know, or not having a healthy diet, one thing or other. I do feel like considering the fact that we were both in the same meeting at nine o'clock this morning, we're being slightly hypocritical here, but I did have yeah, a rap- defined break during the day. <laughs> yeah, we're rapidly approaching the 12th hour of shifts today. Yeah. <laughs> As Thursdays, they're a long one. Yeah, yeah. I do want to, at this point, take this opportunity to remind people that the hub for support um, is Rosendale Connected. Uh, They're working with local partners, charities, services, and volunteers to provide help and support with any essentials you might be struggling to access. Some of the things they can help you with are food parcels, food delivery, um, collecting prescriptions, help with shopping, and basically linked to what we've just been talking about now contact support somebody to talk to um can be really really beneficial if you want to get in contact with rossendale connected just give them a bell um they've got people sat there on the phones waiting to pick up the phone and waiting to speak to you uh, you can call them on 01706 227 that's 01706 227 you can email them help at rossendaleconnected.org that's help at rossendaleconnected.org or you can find them on facebook by searching for rossendale connected so it just felt a, an appropriate segue into that there indeed they're the fantastic as you were saying we were both in the meeting this morning the zoom meeting the virtual meeting i have to say what an incredible group of people have come together to, to provide that service, um, some really altruistic, hardworking people, and everybody stepping up to the plate, the council, the leisure, the leisure trust, and all the third sector groups, so there's, there's everybody in there you can imagine, you know, all the local uh, charities and things, well, everybody really, really stepping up, and it's phenomenal to see. Yeah, under normal circumstances, people slate the council, but we're in quite a privileged position where we've got this slight inside eye on what they're doing at the moment. And I can't knock them, at the, to be honest. I cannot knock the council and they're dealing with this at all. Well, I think uh, everybody's had to step up, aren't they? You know, people, uh, uh, various groups of people have really, uh, as, as, uh, as my mate would say, pulled the tripod. Um, <laughs> that's a bit of a Lancashire for it isn't it <laughs> very much so uh, a lot of people really impressed me going the mile day in there provide uh, much needed life preserving services to, to people I've never met before and that's it's, it's phenomenal it's an honour to be part of that group 
So we have you on the program for a little bit of a, a mental health insight. That's why I've invited you back this week because um, it's felt like, I don't know, this second week has felt a lot longer than the first one did. I don't know about you, but it's cert- the first week it was all novel, it was new and everything went quite quickly. For me, this second week, it's starting to enter that little bit of a trudgy um, phase. Um, so you've given little bits of tidbits and things. Would you be able to run through again the various avenues that people could try and get some support from should they find that they're currently struggling because their ways of getting help are probably going to be ever so slightly different to normal, aren't they? They're not going to be able to have a wander down to the greenhouses and go and have a a sit down and have a brew with somebody and talk things through. So what, what avenues of support have people got at present? Well, those connected, as you already mentioned, if you're not involved with statutory services or anything like that, those not connected will be the, always my first point to call right now. You've got befriending there, you've got support there, you've got uh, assistance with everything from uh, collecting your medication, collecting your shopping, or just somebody to have a chat with, you know, a listening ear, some empathy and some understanding. But that, that would be my, my first point of call. We have the, the kind of statutory services at our fingertips. So in, in Rosendale, the, the primary mental health team would be the Minds and Matter team, who are phenomenal in Rosendale. They're based at, at Balladen House. And if you are suffering with kind of mild to moderate mental health issues like anxiety and depression, one thing or another, and you've been through a GP in the past, if you just Google Minds Matter Rosendale, you, you'll come up with... Um, a self-referral form or a number where you can just ring up and refer yourself and they, they are an excellent service. Um, I think it's worth mentioning on that front as well that your GP is still accessible. Um, the GP is still accessible, yeah, and, and you know, they're, they're still working. Although GPs now, um, they're, they're 100% triage model, which means that when you phone up, you'll, you, you're, um, when you phone up for an, uh, an appointment, you will be given a, a telephone appointment first. If you need to see a GP, you know, if a, a GP needs to wrap eyes on your ailment or whatever's uh, the issue, if it's not COVID-19, there are still surgeries open specifically for that. The, the, the Rosendale will be um, separated into what are called hot and cold sites, as you know. Um, and so the hot sites will be where, where people are seen face to face. So it might not be your normal GP practice, it might not be your normal GP, but you will st- still see a doctor who can sort you out. Um, and then they're trying really hard to maintain their services and, and deliver the best service they can. And we can understand completely why they've gone to that model of uh, the initial telephone consultations. Uh, COVID-19 being as infectious as it is, it's not just about protecting your GP or the practice staff it's about protecting you as well. Um, so all, all those avenues are, are still open. But the other things that, 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 that are out there that, that we probably don't think about, there's a, a huge amount of community groups. And even though the, um, the building might be closed for their usual social gatherings or whatever, 99% of those community groups are still up and running, are still working really hard within the community. Um, and, and still trying to go above and beyond for, for, the, for the people of, the, of their communities. So all those from Aslinden Link, the Veterans and Communities, Stubbley, 
you know, the, the, the lift in Rosendale is huge. We, we're really, really lucky in Rosendale for the amount of so. uh, charities and third sector we work put on. But they're still work functioning. Um, churches, again, there's a, a huge number of support networks set up uh, through the churches, and you can find those uh, via their uh, own Facebook pages and things like that, or via the internet, or give them a ring. You know, the, the telephone is... Uh, is a, is a wonderful device. We, we forget about it nowadays, don't we? In the, in the, the, the virtual world of, of the internet, we, we forget that the telephone still works. So you can give these places a ring. The fine numbers in a telephone directory. There you go. That shows it is, doesn't it? What's <laughs> one of them, Ben? <laughs> it's, the, it's the thing that levels up the table. <laughs> um, so all those are still working. And, and all the usual kind of avenues of advice and support, like citizen advice, people like that. They're still up and running. They may not be seeing people face to face. They may only be offering telephone consultations at the moment, but they're, they're still going for it. So, you know, use those those uh, services that they're all there and they're all good. So um, it's, it's really important, isn't it, that people, especially those who are isolated or those who are... Um, the people who are shielding for the 12 weeks have that knowledge that somebody else is there if they need them. Um, you don't even have to go as far as calling upon that person, but just knowing that should you need them, somebody can be at the end of the phone can be a really, um, I don't know how, how to explain it, but it can be a really reassuring um, element for that person, can't it? It can, knowing that, 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 that there is a number you can ring if you need to, is, as you say, incredibly reassuring, and it does provide you with an emotional safety net. Yeah. Well, um, there's a lot of people in our society who live very, very isolated lives as a, as, a, as a normal thing, who may not see people from day to day, who may only have occasional passing social interaction in the shop once a week. In times like this, it challenges that isolation. And people start to think, should I not be this isolated, you know? So having those numbers there gives you the reassurance that, you know, if things do get bad, you can pick up the phone, you can talk to somebody. I think in circumstances like this as well, as you were talking earlier on about uh, people outside with their panelists and one thing or other, it has brought communities together. I think we're actually in a position where you could go and knock on your neighbour's door and post up a note through. You know, if you were really, really isolated and really, really struggling, if you were shielding for 12 weeks and you, you can't get to buy your shopping, I suspect at the moment, if you shoved your, a, a note through a neighbour's door, people would step up to help you, you know. Um, we, we forget that the society is full of really, really good people. You know, we, we have lived our lives for the last 10, 20 years on media scare stories about how dreadful the world is. But actually, it's in dreadful situations like this that we find out how spectacularly wonderful people actually are. And we see those random acts of kindness, you know, boxes of food appearing on people's doorsteps, uh, rainbows appearing in people's windows, you know, just people going out their way to help other people for, for no personal gain. It's in times like this that we're, we're reminded that uh, the human race is one species. We're not, you know... We're not separated into different categories, really. We're, we're all this kind of biped species, and uh, race and religion or culture doesn't come into it at all. 
we see everybody supporting everybody and everybody doing some amazing things for other people. And uh, it, it does seem to be bringing communities together. You know, that's what I see here. I don't know what it's like for you, but it definitely feels like that. I, I can't argue with you there. I think that the mainstream media has a lot to answer for in the um, way that it br- publicises what humanity is like. Um, and I think that society is a lot more kind, a lot more caring and a lot more altruistic than um, a lot of um Murdoch-based media outlets would um, like us to believe, shall we say. This is true. People in general, human beings in general, want to do the right thing. Sometimes we might need a bit of guidance to find out what the right thing is, but people want to do the right thing. It is in occasions of horrific disaster like we're experiencing at the minute that that we see those, uh, those genuine altruistic uh, and truly lovely moments where, where people do really step up and go out of the way for each other. Um, I have to say one thing that um, was a little bit annoying I'm going to go with today <laughs> um, was during the briefing that came out of Downing Street this evening. Those who are listening will know that we don't record this show till after the Downing Street briefing just in case they want to change the world or something when they give their little bit of a speech. Um, apparently the number of people driving around in their vehicles has increased instead of decreased. Um, public transport use has gone down. Um, the amount of people actually walking around has gone down, but there are more people driving around in their cars than there were last week. Um, yes, a few days ago they explained that they think the curve is just about starting to level, although looking at today's figures i'm not convinced but um that doesn't mean we can sit back relax and take it easy now it's still the same adage if you don't have to go out don't um ben looked quite shocked when i said that i'm guessing you must have missed that element of the briefing this evening sadly i missed the briefing entirely i was i was still working um it's i could see um I could see a slight increase in, in uh, people driving the cars, particularly frontline services and key staff who may have used public transport to get to work. But they're thinking, actually, the bus does not allow me to satisfactorily socially distance myself, so I'm going to drive him. And the advice is not to carry passengers unless you absolutely have to. I could understand that, but if it's gone up exponentially, it does seem a little bit ridiculous. You know, There can't be that many key staff in the world, and on top of which... We live now in an age of remarkable technology where we can do most things we need to do from home. There will be people in the manufacturing industries and things like that where you obviously can't work from home. Um, I'm kind of guessing, as you, you so wonderfully put it about the Murdoch-driven media, that the, the survey taken of vehicles was probably somewhere in London rather than in Rosendale, um, where, where, where car use seems to be uh, at, a, at a massive minimum as far as I, I, I can see myself, you know. Yeah, I have to say, on the rare occasions I've had to um, go anywhere, uh, I think that was once in the last week, um, the roads do seem a lot quieter. Um, oddly, it seems to get busier the closer to Burnley I get, but I don't know whether that's just, just the way that Burnley folk are being. I don't know. I wouldn't like to besmeech the reputation of Burnley. Um, uh, quiet on my road in Burnley. So, yeah. <laughs> I probably wouldn't have said that if you hadn't said before you were in Burnley. <laughs> 
Um, well, it's been yet another pleasure having you join us, Ben. Have you got any last comments you'd like to make before we um, say goodbye for this morning? I'd probably just reiterate what I said last last time. Is it takes less energy to plan than it does to panic. So treat yourself. This this time is dreadful, but it is also a gift. Step up for the people around you, the people you love. And sometimes that stepping up for those people may just involve you staying at home because that's just as important as going out and buying somebody another packet of bog roll that they don't particularly need. You know? So spend some time, plan what you're going to do in a few months' time when, we're, when this is all just uh, a really horrible memory. And um, rest, sleep well, eat well, get a bit of exercise in the middle of it all. And... Uh, Remember that we're a human beings as species and we're pretty lovely at the end of the day. Well, speaking of pretty lovely, that was a pretty lovely sentiment. Thank you ever so much for joining us this morning, Ben. And I'm sure you will be back uh, with us at some point when we get our heads together and come up with another plan. I look forward to it, James. Thank you very much for your time. That was the Valley Virus update brought to you by James Golding and Binary Plus Training. Music, a very Brady special by Kevin McLeod, available from incompetech.com. <laughs>